We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to focus on the science-denying rhetoric of the left. They deny science when it comes to climate change and global warming. They deny science when it comes to masks and vaccines. They deny science when it comes to creation and Darwinism. They deny science when it comes to the economy and schools and education. They deny science when it comes to gun legislation. Today's show is a focus on the science-denying nonsense of the left. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. Well, if you listen to the introduction, you probably listen to the next 20 minutes, because what I'm going to do is highlight the lies, the deception, the closed-minded rhetoric and virtue-signaling nonsense, the smugness, the self-righteousness of the progressive left. I'm going to focus on a couple comments that have been made recently, and I'm going to use an article that I, that I touched on yesterday from Robert Knight in the Washington Times, where he highlights, he highlights the science, or the lack thereof, of the climate change agenda, and how it's all about control, and it's not about empirical data, it's not about evidence, it's about crushing freedom and dissent. This is what we've seen from the fact checkers and social media, and this is what we see from the pulpit and the podium across the nation. Teachers are squashing good debate. They're silencing those who want to bring contrary data to the table, whether it be about the economy and socialism and communism and, and collectivism and big government, or whether it be about masks and vaccines and the origin of COVID, whether it be about origins of mankind and, and life on this planet. Is there a creator or are we all just the products of happenstance and chance? The We rose up out of the primordial ooze and there's no rhyme or reason for our existence. Is there any science that backs up that worldview? Or is it all assumption? Is it all laden with a personal agenda? I'm going to talk about the gun control debate that has sprung up again to bite us because of the shooting, the atrocity that just took place in the Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee. That's today's show. I'm going to focus on this article from Robert Knight, but I'm also going to share with you a comment that was made by a Christian leader, someone that actually served on my board of trustees at Oklahoma Wesleyan University when I was president there. I'm going to share the tweet that he put out, and I'm going to pick it apart for you a little bit, just to expose the lack of thought and the, the arrogance, the presumption, the self-righteousness and the smugness that's laden in some of, this, some of this commentary coming out of Christian leaders in the progressive evangelical community. So let's take an early break, and when I get back, we'll rattle off uh, several of these scenarios Within the context, again, within the context of science or anti-science, are we really looking at the data? Are we really willing to follow the numbers 
follow the statistics, follow the evidence to its logical end? Or does the progressive commentary come with an implicit um, superiority and smugness and virtue signaling that suggests that if you or I even question such assumptions, such uh, brilliance that comes from the evangelical left, the progressive mind, that somehow we're less than fully Christian and it's all our fault. It's your fault and my fault that those shootings took place in Tennessee after all. I mean, you're the ones, I'm the one that's in favor of the Second Amendment and Americans having the right to bear arms and self-defense. And if you guys would just be open-minded and allow us to have a little bit more gun control, this stuff wouldn't happen. Ignore the fact that it was Christians who were attacked and killed. It was perpetrated by the radical left. The transgender ideology led to the craziness of heart, mind, and soul that resulted in a young person going into a school and shooting nine-year-olds. Oh, no, we won't blame identity politics or LGBTQIA or BLM or critical race theory or social-emotional learning. We won't blame our schools, and we won't blame the self-infatuation and the narcissism of our time and our day for that atrocity that just took place. We're going to blame you Christians who believe in taking up arms and defending yourself. It's your fault. It's your fault that this all took place. Let's take a break, and when I get back, we'll discuss more of these issues. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. In 1978, George and Kate Tedford set out to protect Oklahoma businesses better. Today, their son and our CEO, Mark Tedford, is excited to carry on his family's legacy. Professional liability, compliance, property, workers' comp, health and life. Tedford Insurance's dedicated team gives you access to the nation's largest insurance providers, negotiates the best rates, and protects their own legacy like no one else. Call 918-299-2345 or tedfordinsurance.com. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout Oklahoma. Whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery, the Patriot Auto Group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle. And every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind, Patriot Pledge. You get engines for life, plus one-year maintenance, and 10 full years of roadside assistance, plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car, but supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, so welcome back to the Rebellion. All right, uh, like I said, I've got uh, various different disparate topics today, but I think they're all tied together by a common thread, and that is the denial of the obvious, the denial of the evidence, the shutting down of the debate, and the arrogance of the progressive left in suggesting, well, it's just a self-evident truth that if you'd just get rid of these guns, you wouldn't have those shootings in Nashville. And it's you gun advocates, it's those of you who believe in the Second Amendment and the right to defend ourselves. 
It's, it's those of you who actually believe that our founding fathers had some wisdom when they suggested that we have the right and the obligation to bear arms and to defend ourselves from, tyr- from tyranny or a despot or someone who's going to initiate violence in the public square or in our private homes. Our founding fathers made it very clear that whether you're a farmer, a minister, or a merchant, whether you lived in the city or whether you lived in the country, that you had the right, and you might even suggest the obligation, to defend the American Constitution and human liberty and freedom. Now, that is an argument that has been made for over 200 years here in the United States, and we stand somewhat unique as a nation that has tenaciously defended that right and obligation of self-defense. And not just self-defense, but defense of your neighbor, because many people who have taken up arms weren't just focused on their own property and their own rights and their own freedoms, but they were focused on yours too, their neighbors. We'll talk about that a little bit today. But if I have time, I'm also going to get into some other things. For example, the science-denying rhetoric of climate change and what Robert Knight has so appropriately covered in his article in the Washington Times. Now, what's the connection between climate change debate and argument and rhetoric and gun control? Well, the common thread, as I've already said, is this, this idea that the evidence doesn't matter. The facts be damned. It's our feelings that are going to trump this particular card game. And we don't want contrary views expressed. Uh, we're going to deny the evidence. We're going to deny the statistic, the, the empirical data. We're going to deny the logic. We're just going to focus on the emotions of the minute, of the moment, and we want to legislate accordingly. So it, it, there is a parallel here. There's a parallel between a lot of the stuff we're talking about today. The the imposition of masks, when we knew that they did not work, it made no sense. Common sense told you that a piece of paper wasn't going to protect you from a virus. But they told us to wear those masks anyway. Science doesn't matter. The, the research that's been done over the decades prior to 2019 and the pandemic, the research was replete, and it said that you can't really stem the tide of a pandemic, an airborne pathogen, by wearing a mask. Even Anthony Fauci at the front end of the pandemic told us that it wouldn't make any sense for us to start wearing masks in mass in the public square, but then he reversed himself. Why? Was the science any different when he reversed course, when he changed course, when he went the opposite direction and he started saying, well, yeah, wear, wear a mask. And it's even better if you wear two or three, because if one mask helps, why not wear several masks? Forget the fact that you're restricting your oxygen intake and you could actually cause some respiratory damage or even suffocation if you take this to its logical end. Forget the evidence. Just do what we tell you to do. And how about the climate change stuff? Forget the fact that we've got massive time frames of cooling in recent years. We've got year after year of global cooling, not global warming, forget the evidence out there, and also forget the fact that the IPCC actually fudged its data to try to convince the world to go with its political agenda of shutting down fossil fuel use. Forget that fact. Forget all that evidence. We just know that the climate is changing, and therefore 
we've got to do something about it. And that something is going to be change the entire way of life of the Western world. Make everybody live in mud huts with thatched roofs. Make everybody go back to rickshaws, bicycles, and walking. Because we don't even want them riding horses. Because horses produce flatulence, you know, and that's causing the climate to change. I mean, this is the kind of nonsense that we're dealing with. And when it comes to Darwinism, forget the fact that you have no evidence whatsoever that we rose out of the swamp, that we're no different ontologically or logically. We're no different biologically. We're no different than a dog, a pig, a cat, a cow or even an amoeba, or a virus. We have no moral significance any different or above or beyond any of these other life forms that exist around us. Forget the fact that it, common sense tells you that that's not true, that you are a little bit different than those cows that stand out in the field, and that you're listening to a radio show and a podcast right now, and cows don't do that. You engage in debate and disagreement and argument, and horses obviously don't do the same. Forget the fact that human beings seem to have moral awareness. We seem to feel that we are culpable to pursue justice and love mercy and to walk humbly with our Creator because, you know, things that are designed seem to have a designer. When we look at a painting, we assume there's a painter. When we look at a book, we assume that it was written by somebody. When we drive by a housing development, we assume that there was an architect and a builder behind those particular homes, those streets, those sidewalks, those curbs, the landscaping. When we drive through a city, we assume it was built by people and not just fell out of the sky through random happenstance and chance. I mean, these are common threads. It's the science-denying rhetoric of the left. And one of the things that I was confronted with, I don't know if we're going to get time to get into the global warming thing. We might a little bit at the end of the show. But I want to deal with this quote from, I'm going to call him Eric. Uh, I'm going to be a little gracious here and not use his exact name. But I am going to call my former board member, Eric. And he posted this on the day of the Nashville shootings, immediately after the uh, atrocity took place. Again, this was a former, or is a former Oklahoma Wesleyan board member. He still may be on the board emeritus, I don't know for sure. But this is a, a Christian leader in the Wesleyan Church. Again, I'm going to change his name to Eric just for the sake of this show. But this is his exact quote that he tweeted out. I assume just minutes or maybe hours after the shooting in Nashville. In the aftermath of today's Nashville shooting horror, he says, I'm more and more baffled by the intransigence of mostly Republican lawmakers to pass common sense gun control legislation just utterly baffled and angered close quote now i want to read it to you again again this is an evangelical leader in the wesleyan church who served on my board of trustees at oklahoma wesleyan university i've changed his name to eric and he says this and he's not trying to hide his identity he uses his real name in his twitter handle Okay? And therefore, he's influencing a lot of pastors in his leadership role in the Wesleyan Church. And he says this, In the aftermath of today's Nashville shooting whore, I'm more and more baffled by the intransigence of mostly Republican lawmakers to pass common-sense gun control legislation, just utterly baffled and angered. Close quote. Now, 
What do you think of that? What do you think of that? I mean, I, I, I just have to scratch my head. I, I, I want to respond, and I actually might. I might write an article this weekend for the Washington Times responding to this, this foolishness, this, this tweet that he puts out. And there are a lot of other people out there rushing to blame, essentially, the community that was just victimized by this atrocity. You're what, rushing to blame conservative Christians conservative Republicans, you know, those bad people that caused this atrocity. They're the ones that just suffered the loss of their nine-year-old children being killed at the hands of a trans activist. They're the ones suffering the consequences of the broken ideas of the progressive left. They're the ones being killed and murdered because of the crap that you're teaching in your public schools and in your churches from your pulpits and your podiums. These poor souls in Nashville at a Christian school are suffering this atrocity, and you turn around as a pastor and a district superintendent, and you blame them for the fact that they're being shot? This is crazy talk. And what baffles and angers me is this kind of thoughtless virtue signaling from Christian leaders like Eric. I mean, when you read this nonsense, this crap— like like this tweet, you, you have to wonder if he and his ilk, those people like him, would, would have been at the front of the goose-stepping parade of Germans who blamed the Poles for the blood in the streets of Warsaw back in 1939, I believe it was. I mean, the Nazis invade Poland, so you're going to blame the Polish people who felt they had the right and obligation and responsibility to defend themselves, their country, and their neighbors? They're the ones responsible for this butchery? The Poles were at fault. I mean, everybody knows that it was those redneck farmers out in the Polish countryside with shotguns who caused World War II, right? Or, or maybe my friend Eric would stand with the antebellum slave owners of the South in blaming Frederick Douglass for the bodies in the fields of Bull Run and Gettysburg. I mean, surely a black man's right to arm himself in defense of his human freedom was the cause of the Civil War, wasn't it? And, and I'm sure my buddy Eric thinks it was a horror of all horrors for Washington and Jefferson and Adams and Hamilton and all of our founding fathers to write that cursed Second Amendment into our Constitution. I mean, every morally superior progressive knows those crazy armed colonial farmers and merchants and ministers were the ones who caused the American Revolution. It wasn't King George. It wasn't the Redcoats. It was those redneck Americans. And how about those doggone Jews at Auschwitz? If they just would have laid down their guns... Wait a second. Oh, that's right. I think they did. Do you get my point? I mean, Eric's offhanded comment where he's blaming mostly Republican lawmakers for the atrocity that just took place in Nashville is, is akin to blaming the Poles for the invasion of Warsaw, for African Americans for the Civil War, it's akin to blaming Jews for Auschwitz. It's like blaming Washington, Jefferson, and Adams for the big government overreach of King George and the intrusion on American civil rights and liberties. Oh, you don't have the right to do anything about that. You can't pick up arms and defend yourself because when you do, 
you're the one who's going to be blamed for the bloodshed. I, I, I'm just stunned. I'm stunned that people like Eric would rush so quickly to blame the people that just suffered this atrocious aggression that, that, that resulted in nine-year-olds being shot by the LGBTQIA left. The ideology, the ideas, the broken way of thinking, the anger, the victimization, the self-righteousness, the wokeness, the identity politics, the hatred, the venom that is being stirred up by the progressive ideology of our day bore itself out in the hallways of this school in Nashville. And you have preachers and district superintendents like my buddy Eric, who is then going to turn around and blame the people who think you should have the right to defend yourself when somebody wants to do that to you and your family. Blame the Poles for the Nazis. Blame Frederick Douglass for Bull Run and Gettysburg. Blame Washington and Jefferson and Adams for the aggression of King George. And blame the Jews. Oh, they're the ones that caused this mess in Germany. That, you know, you know Hitler had to build those work camps to control those, those bad people who wanted to speak out and maybe even fight for their lives. It's their fault if they just would have gone along like nice little lemmings and obeyed the government. Everything would have been okay. That's Ed's argument. Oh, he'll deny it, but that's exactly what he's saying. It's exactly what he's saying. Oh, All right. So uh, let's, let's get into this climate change argument, too. It's the same thing, I think. Like I said, you've got the science-denying um, trans movement. There's zero science to support that a man is a woman. You have the science-denying gay movement. There's zero science supporting a gay gene. And these are facts. Refute me. Give me evidence of a gay gene. Give me any scientific data that supports that a man can become a woman. There's zero evidence to support that socialism and big government works. Zero evidence to support that communism works. There's tons of evidence to prove that it doesn't. We've got 100 million people that have been killed as the result of big government, big brother, communism, socialism, and collectivism. Oh, but we're going to double down. We're just going to do it differently this time, and it'll all end up uh, good rather than bad. The science-denying education establishment. There's zero evidence that SEL, CRT, BLM, and the fixation on self rather than the three R's of reading, writing, and arithmetic. It, there's zero evidence that this social and emotional learning is good education. And we've got tons of evidence that it isn't good education. We're falling farther and farther behind other countries that actually do focus on teaching kids how to read and write and how to count. We're losing ground. There's zero evidence that masks work. I, like I said, there's zero evidence that Darwinism is real. You don't have any evidence of the missing link. You cannot show me any proof that a human being changed, in, or that a fish changed into a human being, or that an ape one day woke up and could actually have a debate on this radio show. You don't have any evidence to prove that. And there's zero evidence that gun control is going to reduce gun violence. In other words, you're going to let the criminals 
have guns, you're going to take the guns away from law-abiding citizens, and somehow that's going to solve the problem. Well, that'll work, won't it? There's zero scientific evidence that child-centered parenting works. There's zero scientific evidence that teaching our progeny to hate America is going to result in a free society or free country. And there's zero evidence that this global warming crap is real. I mean, it, it, it just isn't there. And Robert Knight points that out. So let's wrap up in the last five minutes just by pointing out one of the things that's being used now to control us. It's being used to justify anything the government wants to do. Mark my words, they're going to start using global warming as a justification for taking away your right to bear arms. I don't know how they'll get there, but they will because they're using it for everything else. They're telling you that global warming should result in you not being able to build the house you want to build. That's that's a fact. They're now going to dictate what materials you can use to build your house and what refrigerators you can and cannot buy and how much water your washing machine can work and whether or not you can buy a gas range or, or any stove at all. I mean, that's the discussion that's going on right now. They want you to become vegans. They don't want you to eat meat any longer because... Beef production is causing the climate to change. We're killing the earth because we have too many cows. They're crazy. They're shutting down farming in in Europe right now, and they're making it almost impossible for farmers to make enough money to survive here in the United States. They continue to cry that we're doomed if we continue to drive gasoline-powered vehicles. The United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, the very organization that was caught red-handed faking its data, fudging its numbers to try to make its point and try to retain its power in in the whole global warming discussion, they're the ones that are issuing another report right now, and we are and we're stupid enough to believe them. It's as if the panic that they caused by lying to us about COVID-19 wasn't good enough to justify government overreach. So they're doubling down and they're now going to create another panic, maybe even a bigger one, by talking about the Earth's imminent death. Of course, the weather can't be attributed to natural cycles of the sun's activity and the fact that for millennia we've known that there are cycles of drought and flood and we've had hurricanes and we've had tornadoes. No, we're not going to admit that the Bible actually tells us about massive drought and how it changed the politics and it changed uh, the very discussion of human freedom, human activity, and civilization. We're not going to talk about the droughts that existed back then. We're going to pretend that they're all just jumping up out of nowhere right now and it's our fault. Human beings have enough power to cause all this. We won't admit that the Dust Bowl took place before we were even overtaxing our Earth with carbon dioxide emissions, which is the stuff that helps plants grow, by the way. We won't talk about the fact that billions of people will be left in poverty if we stop using cheap fossil fuels like oil and natural gas and coal. Oh, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about the fact, and this is a scientific fact, that CO2 levels have increased quite a bit, and the atmosphere has cooled as the result of that increase from 1950 to 1985. Okay, CO2 levels were increasing during that time frame, but the atmosphere, the temperature of the Earth, actually cooled 
from 1950 to 1985. And then it warmed slightly, and then in 1997 to 2015, it cooled again. This is not contested even by the scientists on both sides of the debate. We won't talk about the fact that Beijing is currently bringing more coal-fired power plants online just between now and 2025 than the United States has in total. Okay, that's a fact. And we won't even acknowledge the fact that no matter what we do in terms of reducing our carbon emissions, China is going to make up for it in spades. We've got the liars like our energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, who's praising China, praising them for their climate change efforts. She says this, I think China has done and has been very sensitive and has actually invested a lot in their solutions to achieve their goals. We're hopeful that, you know, we can all learn from what China is doing. Really? Well, if we're supposed to learn from what China is doing, maybe we should start building more coal-fired energy plants. This is crazy talk. It's just as bad as what my friend Eric says about gun control. We don't want to talk about the fact that Eric is crazy in suggesting that you're going to be safer if you can't defend yourselves from bad people. He wants to make you essentially helpless. You're sitting in a restaurant. You can't defend yourself if somebody comes in, a bad person, who will have a gun regardless of what the law says because bad people do what? they figure out ways to get the stuff that you can't get. They'll have their guns. You won't. I can tell you right now, when I go into a restaurant and I see people bearing arms, open carry, I feel like the safest guy in the room. But we don't want to talk about those facts, the empirical evidence of anything. We just want to lie to ourselves. We want to lie to ourselves, virtue signal, and feel all smug and self-righteous and condemning other people for using their minds. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.